How much of that uh, did you guys talk about before the game? It was definitely in our scout. The coach did a good job uh, prepping the group. Um, and it was, uh, you know, um, Miller was very aggressive in the previous games as well, sweeper, keeper. Um, and it's a great tactic if someone like Pablo is, doesn't have time and space. And there was another play prior to that one where uh, Vera breaks out from the back and he was probably 35 yards out from his goal and we were screaming from the sidelines and then right after that just kind of talked to Pablo and said just keep your eye on that guy because he's um, but just a fantastic uh, awareness um, and execution. And I thought Pablo had another probably even a better chance in the, the second, second half, half but he couldn't put it on frame. Miller retreated to the goal the first time and actually I thought defended most of the goal not the upper 90 but the second time was, you ever seen him score twice on that? In a that game? would have been amazing. I've never seen him score twice. That would have been a first. That would have been not a goal of the week times two. All goals change games, but did that one really send a jolt of electricity to the team? Uh, I think so. And I, I think the red card, uh, obviously, getting the goal before half, I think was important. Um, and then obviously playing a man up. The, the tricky thing with playing a man up is the way we usually play it is we go man for man plus one in the back. So we're, we're securing the back. The problem against D.C. was um, we go man for man. That means Benteke is going to be in a good position. He's a beast in the air. And, um, you know, a little bit like, uh, I forget, I think it was New York City, where if you go man to man and he withdraws a little bit, now your wingers are running in behind. And so, um, you know, we had, to, we had to be cautious as to how we kind of dealt with that. But I think overall uh, the guys executed the game plan to a T. So I try not to be too results-driven after listening to you about 50 times. I can't help it. I'm the media. Yeah, results-driven. Yeah, yeah. But watching that D.C. United game, I did think there were times where, you know, you were on the ball and it was a little dicey. And, and even when they were down a man, they had stretches that were pretty good. And so I look back at this stretch you had on the road, and I think the last loss was Dallas. But there's an argument maybe if we stop being so results-driven, maybe you even played better against Dallas than against D.C., one day you get the result, the other day you don't. Is that true, you think? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I think every game is his own event. I say this quite a bit. And I think it's it's human nature to try to find commonalities between games. But every game has different players, different emotions, different times when goals go in. Um, different levels of confidence with each in each individual. Um, and so, whilst, yeah, I thought we deserved something out of Dallas, um, I, I think we we managed the game up a man the best way. Again, if you try to do it differently, do you get the same result? And that's another thing people don't realize, that if things don't happen as they did, it doesn't mean that they're going to go in your favor. So, the... The only way to get that result on Saturday was to do exactly what we did. Does that make sense? Yes. Because you, you, if, you're, if you're removing one variable, then you're adding an unknown variable, and nobody knows what that unknown variable is going to contribute to the game. So we speak in, like, such black and white general terms and try to add commonalities from one game to the next, when, for me, it's the biggest human fallacy that we know what we're doing on this planet, let alone what's going to happen in the soccer game.
PK will enjoy that if you ever show that show on the radio. You're speaking his language. He's, uh, I just, he's 100% on that. I just don't, I just don't, I mean, the human, the, I mean, again, when someone tells me what we're doing here and how we got here, I'm listening. Then we can start talking black and white about everything. <laughs> but, if not, but if no one can tell me how we got here, what we're doing here, and where we go, then everything else is, that, that is the, the foundation for all these questions, is the unknown. How has Diego been uh, since he came back? What did you thought of him? Yeah, I thought he's been bright uh, in, in possession. I, I think he's been uh, diligent in the defense. Um, and I think he was unfortunate at the weekend not to get on the score sheet. You know, and I think that has been something that, you know, we've talked about um, is, is how do we get Diego in positions to make plays to assist and make plays to score goals. And I thought he, you know, he had a really nice pass in Andreas in the first half. And then he had, I think, two good chances in the second half to score himself. Um, but but he's been bright and uh, he's been fitting in and he's been working really hard. You like the turnaround with St. Louis this quickly, given how things are going? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's uh, seven Wednesdays out of eight, which normally you would say most coaches would say they hate that. Yeah, given you're playing every weekend. Yeah, I think again uh, we'll make a, a few changes to the group. On Wednesday, knowing that we have a Saturday game as well, and we got some players coming back. Um, but I think when you're in a good run of form uh, on the road, it doesn't hurt to keep playing them, you know. And uh, you know they're coming back from a road game as well, um, and they're missing a couple guys as well. So I think it's going to be a, a, a great matchup. Um, but I think for us, um, ride the momentum a little bit is is great to get out, get back on it as soon as possible. When's the last time you were on a team that was unbeaten in the last eight? Um, on the road. Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever been on a team. I, I think the road is, is very difficult. Um, but, but again, I think that's why when you talk about results um, and, and why I don't talk about results is because my energy and the way I feel after results would impact the psyche of the group. If I talk about a process and I talk about getting one game better and learning from each game, whether we win or we lose, then it becomes about process, right? And so I think all the steps that we've made early on in the season where we weren't getting those results are now the details and the nuances of, of why we are. And, and so that's, that's why it's not that results don't matter. I'm, I'm cognizant of my job and my profession. Um, but what I, what I say in these press conferences are listened to by the players. Um, and every time I speak to the press, I'm essentially speaking to the players. Therefore, um, it's only ever about process. It's only about getting better, and including myself and everyone else on the staff. We want to get better as coaches. Uh, we want to do a better job. Um, and, and so if one result is, is terrible and we all focus on the result and our attitudes are bad, how are we ever going to get back on it and go, okay, what's the next step we got to take to get better? So staying is even killed as possible is, is, is for me the most important, which I think the guys have been steady, steady headed um, in their, in their ability to approach each game individually. And these last eight road games have, I think, taken on that type of stoic mentality. Still creating just a ton of chances. How much of that is players individually seeing the moment and how much is that, that nuance and structure that you've been working on since camp is really getting ingrained in everybody? Yeah, I, again, I think a, a lot of times, you know, I hear, you know, change the system and, and it's just, it's uh, nosebleed suggestions. Because um, the, question, the, the question I'd ask to that is why? Because the objective of a game of soccer is to score goals and then win games. 
Um, so if you're creating a lot of chances, uh, so where does that come from? For me, it comes from consistency in the way we're playing, consistency in the messaging during the week, and consistency in the way we train that messaging. And that's where you get to see reps over and over and over again. If you change it and you add a different formation with different rules and responsibility, you're essentially starting from square one. And, and so I think the it's like anything else, and that's what experience is, is being in that moment over and over again where you actually see the moment before it arrives. And that comes from those, those pillars that I spoke about. How has Chicho been training? He's been awesome. He's been awesome. He's got a, an unbelievable and innate ability to play football. He's got great awareness around him. He's got power. He's got strength. He's got great technique. He's got a nose for goal. He's a humble man, um, and he's a team guy and wants to learn everything that we're doing. Um, so we're sitting down with him in the next week and cutting down video as he gains his fitness back up to, to game shape and gets a better understanding of the way we want to do things. But he's, he's all in, and he's been amazing. Because he's not available to play until the window, is he the best practice squad player maybe you've ever seen? In yeah, uh, he definitely poses a lot of questions for, for, for the team that's going to start at the weekend. Um, and, uh, and I think it's always really important because I, I believe that scout teams have to mimic to the best of their ability the energy and the mentality that we're going to play at the weekend. And it's often very hard during, you know, on a Tuesday. Um, but having him in camp, everyone's chest is, you know, puffed out. Everyone's playing with a little, just a little bit more confidence knowing. Because, again, you, wanna, you want your teammate to appreciate your skill sets as well. So he's coming in to prove to the group, but really it's also the group proving to him that we're all on the same level. And so it, it naturally bumps up the, uh, the level of expectations for everyone. Um, I apologize if you already talked about this, but Paulo Ruiz's goal, um, just just your reaction and kind of what, what, what was going through your brain in the moment. Um, were you like, oh, this is going in, or were you just as surprised as everyone else, or at least as surprised as I was? Um, well, I think I was surprised that it went in. Um, and I, I spoke about it a little earlier about that uh, it was something that our coaches identified on the scout, that t uh, Tyler Miller likes to play really high off his line, and that was something to be aware of. And then it happened probably 10 minutes before he actually shot it. Uh, Brian Vera was, was in a transition moment. And he was probably 30 yards away from goal. At that moment, just made contact with Pablo and said, just keep an eye on it because Pablo can hit that ball and he does it in training um, quite often. The fact that it went in is, is a, I think, a surprise to, to us all, given where the goalkeeper, he made, he made up great ground. Um, and unless he put it um, you know, top bin, he was gonna, he was gonna make a play on it. So it was a fantastic goal. Yeah, I mean, it was posted everywhere, like all across ESPN and all the things. It's like check out Real Salt Lake. Um, you guys are facing St. Louis. They did beat you four nil last time you saw them. Um, what, what are we doing differently? What is, what are you guys learning? Um, what are we gonna apply? Um, yeah, I think at that time, early on in the season, there's a, a bunch of different variables within the group. Um, that I think kind of led to that result. I think we had a really good first half and uh, didn't capitalize at the end of the half. I think we had a great point blank shot. Their goalkeeper made a great play and it kind of, then we came out second half and just kind of got run over. I, I think now the group's in a different head state. There's been a uh, consistency, regardless of who's been on the field of the way we play and the way we approach games. Um, and uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, both mentally, physically, tactically, we're in a much better place now than we, we were at the beginning of the season. However, we still got to go out and apply all those things. Um, but, but I think that um, 
one goal turning into four was a byproduct of a weak mentality on that day. Um, and uh, it's something that, uh, you know, hopefully won't rear its head again. But uh, I think we're in a better position now to, to go there and put forth a good performance that's worthy of, of result. Playing so many games in a short amount of time has kind of prepared you for, you know, you, what, six weeks in a row you've been playing two, three games a week. Um, and now that you've lost, you know, Jefferson's gone and Anderson and all the guys with the international call-up, it's almost like you guys haven't skipped a beat because you were used to playing so many lineups. Has that kind of helped you for the stretch and why you're doing so well? Absolutely. Uh, I think it's uh, it's been, again, something that I haven't experienced in, in my coaching career is making so many changes and the level of play being consistent. Usually when you make one or two changes, the level drops. Um, but we, we've been talking about it since preseason about being ready. Um, and there's been some surprise performances, you know, Gavin Beavers, uh, Meccanelli, um, two guys that have really contributed a lot um, during this span. And so now it affords us an opportunity to where in years past we played players three games in seven days and you naturally see a, a blip in performance where we can actually rest those players midweek knowing that we're going to get consistency in the performance from the other guys that haven't played. So absolutely the the rotations have, have been a contributing factor to, to the success of the group in this round. I think we've had a chance to ask you about just the addition of a guy like Lionel Messi to the league. I mean, hopefully you play him in, in a cup final in, in a couple of months, but what does that do to MLS just in general? Yeah, no, I think it's it's fantastic for the league. I, I think, again, a guy coming off of uh, the World Cup uh, and, and being the, the, the star of the World Cup um, speaks for itself and being able to have a player of his stature in our league Again, a lot of what Chicho does to our team, it, it bolsters the confidence of the guys in the group. Um, but I think, you know, Messi, being such a global figure, boosts the confidence of everyone else, whether you're on his team or whether you're playing against them. Everyone wants to show well and, and, and show that they belong on the same field with probably the best player of all time. We did it. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> awesome. One more thing. Are you sure? Yeah. One more thing about St. Louis. This lineup's going to be awfully different for them, isn't it? I mean, they've had some injuries, they've had to change, so it's not, you're not going to be seeing the same group you saw when they were here. No, well, I think it'll be a, a, a slightly different group. However, a lot like, um, I, th I think the form that we're in is you know what you're going to get from these guys, and, and they're going to get 10 guys chasing after the ball, working hard together. Um, and I, I think when, when, you're, when your system or your style of play is so pervasive within the club, um, it allows for players to step in and out and not miss beats. Now you're going to miss some quality, um, but it, but you won't lose the mentality. You won't lose the characteristics of what makes them good, and that's playing as a team. How have these newer teams like St. Louis, Cincinnati, top of the table in both divisions, and what is it about MLS that allows these new expansion teams to be so good so quickly? That's, uh, I think the way the league is structured uh, from, from a cap perspective, allows for um, equality amongst all teams. Um, and it's really, and that's why in, in our league, I feel like if, if, if your difference makers are making the difference, then you're a great team in this league. And I think if you look at both of those teams, you got Klaus and Louvren for St. Louis, and then you got Acosta and uh, Big Guy up top, uh, Santos, you got their front three guys are contributing week in and week out. Um, and I think when you have that in this league, and plus both those teams, their 11 players are dogs. Um, so when you got quality, your best players are your best players, are playing like your best players, and then you got dogs, you, you got a good chance in this league.
unbelievable. Uh, eight in a row on the road, nine total across all competitions. Can you pinpoint why you guys have been so good away from home? I think it comes down to just the, the attitude and the determination in the group that, that the guys have in our, in our model of just being, you know, the, the underdogs and coming in and, and, you know, working our butt off and, and defensively being organized and, you know, taking advantage of, of what we can get. And I think it's, yeah, it just comes down to the attitude of the team. The crowds obviously play such huge factors uh, in soccer games. Do you, how much do you thrive off the opposing crowds and silence in them? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> definitely something that, that helps a lot of us. And, you know, getting those goals and whenever, you know, the crowd starts to get upset, it kind of gets us, you know, going a little more. And, and just like how we have fans here that, that cheer us on, it's, it's the same thing when, when we silence the other crowd or get them upset. It's kind of funny, though, after that Pablo Ruiz goal, yeah. even their crowd was like, whoa, yeah, what just yeah, happened? Yeah. What was your reaction when you saw that? No, yeah, I was just looking at him, and I just saw him strike it, and I was I was lost for words. I was like, holy. <laughs> and, yeah, no, it was, it was awesome, and to get the ones that were lead, you know, in the game like that was, was huge to get us going, and, and yeah. Had you ever seen a 68-yard blast like that? Nope, that's definitely the first, and especially at a level, at top level, that's, that's one, and it's crazy. If anybody's going to make that goal, is it Pablo? For Pablo? sure. Yeah, Pablo's the guy. It's his left foot. He's, he's the guy. <laughs> St. Louis, last time you faced them, 4 nothing. But you're a different team. They're a different team. Yeah. Um, but how much do you use that loss, which is you know, one of the lower points of the season, to fuel you guys? Yeah, I think I don't think we, we use that. I think we, we forget about that. We move on. And like you said, we're a whole other team, and, and they're a different team. But, uh, you know, I think we'll, I'll take our you know our chances against them, and I think we're going to go in there, and it's going to be a different result. Playing so many games in such a short amount of time, I mean, these Wednesdays and Saturdays are, are no yeah. big deal for you guys because yeah. it's, what, seven weeks that you've done this. Um, uh, how has that prepared you, especially with the different lineups, the guys being called yeah. up for international duty? You just don't skip a beat. Yeah, no, I think it's, like like I said about the team, just the, the motto and everybody attitude here. Everybody steps up when they, when they need to and, and perform and, and you know, put that grit in. So I think it's it's everybody, just, you know, the collective and the, the attitude here from the guys is just what helps everyone succeed. You've been you've been going so hard since you got back from the World Cup. What what happened down in Argentina that gave you as much confidence as you did? Because it feels like since you got back, it was, I mean, I think you had a game like a day later, yeah. literally, and you were in the starting lineup, and you're just go, 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 go. Like, what happened down there to kind of, I don't know if it gave you confidence or just sort of shifted your mentality. Or yeah, I think it was it was good to you know get minutes in and, and and perform and you know I think with the national team it was it was able to yeah help my confidence go up and um, boost everything. So I think it, it was um, it was a good thing for me and I think it's helping on and I think for me now not being able to leave now and now focus here with RSL um, it, it it's a good thing to kind of say my season starts now. You know, because with before the the World Cup, I was gone every month for like ten days, right? So it was difficult. But I think coming back now, everything's focused here at RSL, and my confidence is is up there, and I'm just gonna keep working and and see what I can do. Does that confidence still translate, even though I mean, with the U20s versus here, you do play in a slightly different position in the midfield. I guess it's pretty similar. And once you get into the game, soccer, soccer, right? But yeah. that that confidence still does translate for you like that. Yeah, definitely. I think the the. The, UT, the what is the word? Some where I can play in different positions, I think helps me, and I can play up top. I can with the national team, as you've seen that I can play as the ten is where I prefer to play. But and then I play here as a left wing. But knowing that I can play all those positions and knowing the roles of those positions help me succeed in, in whatever position I'm playing at that time. So I think it's it's all it's all benefits and and yeah, I'm just happy. 
What are your confidence in most about this RSL team right now, just tactically? I think it's, like, like I said, the attitude of the guys. I think the guys just, everyone just works for each other. And I think that's why we had success on the road, especially. And I think the, the success at home will come because it, it, it's also just um, the finishing touches, whether that's the, the final pass or the final shot. And I think that will come. But I think that the attitude and the, the grit from the team is, is something that's helping us succeed. You're one of the younger players on this team, but this whole team, I think the average age of the lineup last game was like 25 or 26. Yeah. How exciting is it to be a part of such a young group? No, it's awesome, right? I think it, it shows that, like I said, everyone can step up, and, and knowing that we have young guys, older guys, it doesn't matter. You know, it's everybody's attitude is at the same place, so I think it's it's something special about us. What is, uh, we have, there's another coach we cover who likes to refer to uh, a player's superpower, finding what they do best. Yeah. And we look at your ability to pass. How much pride do you take in the ability to beat not just one guy, but with some of the time you've beaten two, three, four defenders with a pass? I think, um, yeah, it's just something that, that I've, I've, I say is one of my, my top attributes with, with dribbling and, and stuff like that. But I think it is, it is something I use to, to help the team. I think when I when I find passes that that break lines and that can help the team progress up the field is is what I'm there to do you know create and and beat beat the defense with with simple passes and just like that so I think it helps the team but it also you know it helps me individually and and creates chances for my team so I think that's what what's special about it. Speaking of passing, I mean Andres Gomez was brought here. He was known as a goal scorer, but yeah. four assists. Yeah. I mean, how, how vital has he been to the attack? Unreal, yeah. Playing on the wing and, and the, the passes he sees and the crosses he can put in has been has been excellent. I think, you know, you, you've seen him, and there was twice in that in that one game where he found Sava and, and Julio. It was just unbelievable, right? Passes between center backs if they're a little uneven. And and then, of course, this weekend, he's he gets in behind and he, he f- picks out the person. So it's it's been unreal, and yeah. You must have been a guy that's grown up idolizing Lionel Messi. Yeah. To have him in the league that you're playing in now, I mean, we don't know when he's exactly yeah. going to make his debut, but what does that do for the, I mean, this league's already legitimate, exactly. but what does it do to advance that? No, yeah, I think you've seen it all over social media where, you know, it, it raises followers, you know, Instagram followers and people just talking about it. And it's just something that, that helps the social media side, but also just, like you said, the, the league's already legit, but I think, when, when Messi comes here a year after winning the World Cup, it just takes us to a whole other level, you know. So I think everybody's going to be happy, and it's it's ex- an exciting thing for, for U.S. and MLS. So it's, it's um, yeah. Did you have posters of them on your wall? I did have a, a Lionel Messi poster when I was younger, yeah. <laughs> How does it change it for a player? Like when you get to maybe have a chance to face him, yeah, yeah. what does that kind of do for you and like the juice that you have when you're out on the pitch? Yeah, I think that's a it's like a dream come true, right? So it's it's an exciting thing, but also it's like a, all right, now I'm going to, you know, try to do something cool against him, right? To, like, beat him and take the ball away from him makes you feel pretty cool. But it's also, it all comes down to a game where you, you want to beat the other opponent. So it all comes down to that. But, yeah, it's definitely something cool. Thanks, Diego.